Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Episode 2 of The Story Studio with your hosts, Luke Condor. And Daniel Wilcox. Oh yeah, here we go. Check it out now. Okay, welcome to the Story Studio, a podcast where an independent publishing company explores the world of self-publishing, independent art, and the future of storytelling. It's a show for filmmakers, writers, comic book makers, crowdfunders, authorpreneurs, creators, and anyone looking to tell stories in the modern world. My name is Luke Condor, and I'm joined by... Daniel Wilcox. Hey, man. How's it going? Yeah, not bad. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How's the uh, the old writing going? Yeah, it's going well. Um, lots and lots of planning for Project Dan, which is... Very, very exciting. I'm um, quite enjoying it because I don't think I've ever... I mean, I've planned books and outlines, but I don't think I've ever gone quite into this depth because there's a lot of mechanics for the books that I've got to work out. So how far are you into it, do you think? Um, I'd probably say about halfway through the planning. Okay. You're further than me then, I think. Yeah? Yeah, I think so, yeah. How far are you? 20%. And, uh, okay. Yeah, I've got I've got some catching up to do, I think. But you're away well, for to be, <clears throat> that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm away for four days, so yeah. I've kind of a lot of early mornings, a lot of lunch times, a lot of evenings, just trying to. Because I mean, I, I knew that uh, this was coming up because I'm off to Comic Con for four days. I knew it was coming up, um, but for some reason, with all the excitement, I just forgot that it was this week. Yeah. So, uh, are you excited for Comic Con? Yeah. Very excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um. It's going to be good with me and uh, my partner. We're looking through the lineup of all the people that are going to be there and looking at some of the talks that we're going to do. And it's quite, yeah, I'm excited. Have you got like a plan of all the things you're going to do and see and, and taste? <laughs> <laughs> and taste. Yeah. Well, I'm not, well, bearing in mind last year we went to um, MCM Comic Con, uh, which was at the Excel. Yeah, that's cra- that's a crazier one, right? The MCM ones are meant to be massive and lots of crazy cosplayers and wow yeah, craziness yeah. Ah, no it was it was kind of um a lot of hyper people and it was in almost like um the excel center i'm sure it was some kind of aircraft hangar at some point because it was just massive yeah i used to live around the corner from the excel center so i know it well oh yeah i remember yeah. you saying because um, i think that was around the time we started talking wasn't it yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah i think this one apparently it's on two floors i keep forgetting what the center's called um but no it's going to be good it's uh I just found out that Eleven from Stranger Things is going to be there. She's like a last-minute booking, so... Yeah. Have, even you, if I don't... have you seen it all now? Have you finished? 
Oh yeah, I finished. I binged on it on Saturday. Okay, How, what did no. you think, Will? Absolutely brilliant. I thought, yeah, just fantastic. Um, everything that you'd want for a retro '80s sci-fi inspired yeah. thing. What, what did you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was great. I think I know they were like they were playing into a lot of the cliches and stuff, uh, but I think some of the story beats I would like to, to see them have changed a little bit. Like, but then again, they the story beats were there for a reason to get that emotional sort of response and it really worked um so but then, and maybe would have liked it to have taken a slightly different turn maybe something else happens at the end a bit more of a twist i guess but but it, it hit all the right notes so i can't complain yeah. too much yeah. yeah it was one of those that i mean last week i was talking about how i i really don't like cliches yeah and and it kind of hit every, every cliche that you can think of but for some reason it seemed to work because it felt like it was and it wasn't trying to create anything new yeah really it was just almost like a nod to the old the old style tv shows and series end and yeah it was just really brilliantly done and the characters were in my opinion fantastic yeah i think it was, it was a nod to all of those things but it's it was also it's slightly it spun them a slightly different way it's a little bit creepier it's a little bit like oh you like sweet things you like sour <laughs> things we're going to put it together and sweet and sour mix or whatever yeah. Um, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Speaking of cool things, though, uh, we should do the big whoop for the week. Oh, what a big whoop. Yeah, awesome. Uh, do you want to go first? Just no, give no. me a bit more time to think. Oh, really? Are you... <laughs> <laughs> have you not got one yet? Uh, no, but I will have by the time you finish yours, I promise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So my big whoop. Uh, speaking of Comic-Cons, as we probably know, the San Diego Comic-Con was just done. And... Um, my big whoop is like the amount of crazy, amazing looking trailers that have come out from that Comic Con. So we've got the the Doctor yeah, Strange trailer, awesome the Justice League trailer, uh, the Wonder Woman trailer. Wonder Woman is like is I can't wait for Wonder Woman. But <laughs> I think the coolest thing about it is that I remember growing up and I remember reading comic books as a kid, and um, I was always like, there are there were films like the the old Captain America film, the old like Flash TV series, but they're all a bit crappy. The old Hulk TV series um, with Lou Ferrigno. They weren't really like the comic at all. And I remember reading those comics and thinking, wouldn't it be great just to have a, an actual film that had the, the right special effects and would would recreate that experience that I get from reading comics and a film. And now they're like out every single month. <laughs> like there's a new and one out all the time. phenomenal. There are some brilliant ones out there, yeah. yeah. They just seem to keep getting better and better as well, which I don't know at what point that action's going to slow down. Yeah, that's like, you can't you yeah. can't squeeze any more action into them. <laughs> you can only squeeze so much juice out of a lime, right? Yeah, but I mean the comic books are still going, it's still going pretty strong. Um, so I don't know. I mean, for me, the Doctor Strange trailer. I, mean, I, I thought Marvel were going to start saturate to get saturated soon. So I, I was watching Civil War with Cat, and uh, every new hero. I think she hadn't seen the last Avengers film. She kept asking me who these like heroes were, and I had, kept having to like say, "Oh, that's that's Ant Man." That's Vision. He's like an old android. Um, that's um, Scarlet Witch. And all these different characters. She was like, what? This is crazy. I don't understand what's going on anymore. And I was thinking, <laughs> oh, okay, maybe it has tipped, you know, too far away for, for general viewers. But no, I, th- I think the Doctor Strange one looks amazing. It looks like a cool oh. way to get new people in. And... Yeah, definitely. I mean, the um, the first trailer for that, I think it gave enough away to be a teaser, and it was it was really good. But this one seems to just have upped its game because I mean I've only recently myself been introduced to um Doctor Strange anyway because when just before Civil War came out my mate lent me the Civil War comic 
and um he plays a bit of a part in that and <clears throat> yeah it was just the trailer looks phenomenal yeah doc strange is a, is a big character he he's he plays a big part in pretty much all of the big events so it's gonna be good to see how he plays into the films and that's my big whoop so are you have you got a big whoop yeah can i piggyback off yours a tiny bit yeah man you could climb all over it awesome <laughs> <laughs> the luke cage trailer Oh, yeah, of course. The, You've seen the, that? Yeah, the Netflix trailers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Because, I mean, I've seen... I still need to catch up on some of those, but I've watched the first season of Daredevil, which I thought was outstanding. Yeah. Um, Jessica Jones, I'm about halfway through, and obviously in that, spoiler alert, there's a little bit of a, a nod to Luke Cage. Um, I didn't realise he was getting his own show, but, oh, my goodness, doesn't, doesn't the trailer look fantastic? It looks cool. I was worried because I've never been a big Luke Cage fan, but I, I don't know how they were going to translate him to a tv show but it looks like it's gonna be really good yeah yeah i mean the, the thing that made me laugh and it was something my friend commented on was it's the only um part of the trailer that kind of sticks out is the really hip-hop soundtrack and you go oh okay you're gonna put the hip-hop soundtrack on the black guy like, yeah. but it, it works really really well um and yeah i think that whole chain of because iron fish trailers out as well yeah, yeah and it really looks like it's leading up to something that could be really really good did, did you watch the defenders teaser so the Defenders is going to be the uh, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. It's going to be like a team series. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to come out before season three of Daredevil. But that's going to be interesting to see how it culminates into one big show. Yeah, it'll be cool to see how they kind of link together. Because I wonder if Luke Cage will go before the Jessica Jones storyline or kind of mingle with it or be after. I don't know. but. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so today we thought we'd uh, talk about, well, we, we, we've in past episodes, what we talked about, we talked about coming up with ideas and creating storylines. What did we do in the other episode? Uh, planning. Planning. Okay, so planning. And now we're going to talk about the tools of the trade. So uh, I've got like a list of 10. I don't know about you. Okay. And well, I've, I got, did... I've got software I... tools. Have you got? Well, I didn't come up with a formal list. Mine was okay. kind of um, my thinking behind was just more things that I have used or things that I've kind of been aware of to right. get started. Because what originally kind of pulled towards this idea was uh, I basically saw in another or heard in another podcast about a a guy who there's a, a program coming out from the Sterling and Stone guys called yeah. Story Shop. Um, story shop planner story shop writer and it was basically a guy that messaged them in and said something along the long lines of uh, i need you guys to hurry up and finish this because i'm waiting to write my book um, <laughs> okay it just got me kind of thinking you know you're, you're taught to write um read and write from quite a young age so a lot of people i know do constantly keep making excuses but it's what kind of stuff realistically are people using nowadays to to write yeah yeah i um okay so what would let's get take it in terms then i guess and talk about you say one tool that you use and then then i'll go and, and and that sort of thing yeah how does that sound yeah Do you, are we going to go from sort of a history of writing or what we use now uh maybe talk about what you use now and say why you use that over something maybe you used to use in the past yeah sounds good okay cool am i, am I going first yeah you go first yeah. all right um <laughs> so i'll probably snatch one right from under your feet but scrivener okay yeah that's um, a classic it's a good one yeah, which is a, for those who don't know, it's a uh, kind of a writing project, multi-planner, amazing, universal app. Um, 
or program that you can uh, install on Mac and Windows. Um, and it's kind of, I mean, I used to use Microsoft Word a lot, and I still do in certain situations, especially I, I, sometimes I just find using Microsoft Word, the feel of it's a bit nicer. Um, but Scrivener itself, if you're planning a large project or several mini projects, it's got a nice big window in the middle that you can write with. It's got uh, information on the left where you can store folders of all your research. It's basically like um, a Filofax, a yeah. digital Firefox. You can just do everything on one program for, and it's got word targets and everything else built in so that's kind of my and it's yours as well go-to writing program yeah it's weird i um before using scrivener i'd never managed to finish a novel whereas <laughs> in scrivener i think it's just the way it feels less like you're writing word one to the end like and it has to be perfect it feels more like you're creating a sculpture so you mm. sort of lay down the groundwork you can put in uh, it's just like the, the the bird's eye view you get of all your different chapters and you can rearrange stuff and just add bits in here and there. And it, it just seems to me a much better way of writing a novel. And um, it's easier on the mind anyway. It feels that way. Yeah, it, 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 you're right. It breaks it down. It's got its folders on the side. Um, I think there's a bit more of a, a learning curve in sort of finding everything out. I mean, I've probably had it for about uh, three months or so, three, yeah. four months maybe. And I know that there's a lot in there that I haven't uncovered. I mean, I haven't even used it for editing yet. Um, and you say your first novel was written in Scrivener. My, my first novel was actually written in Microsoft Word um, just because that was what yeah. I was using. It was free. It came with my computer. Um, but no, Scrivener definitely feels, like you say, less like it's from once upon a time to yeah. the end and more like it's chunks, vis vis visual chunks that you can actually see what you're doing yeah there's there's something about the way it lays it out that's just incredibly productive and also the um it's got the built-in targets so you mm. can like say okay i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna i'm gonna write 500 words in this session and then you could set your timer or whatever you however you do it and just keep going and it's got like a nice little progress bar so it sort of gamifies it a little bit um i found that in incredibly helpful in getting like words done yeah see i both use and don't use that i think it depends on at what point I'm writing, because sometimes I find if I'm word watching that I'm less productive, but it's good to have, especially like you say, because it will still read it in the background, still record your words. So you can kind of occasionally go, well, the shortcut for it, command shift and T and go, boop, there it is. And then bring it back. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the thing to note with Scrivener is it's not a free program. It's just, it's $30. Yeah. It's not much though. I mean, I think no. word is now a subscription, right? I think you have to subscribe to word. Oh, is it? I think so. I, I think that's the way everywhere everything's going. I'm yeah. pretty sure Scrivener will do that at one point. It, it's it's just a way of software nowadays. But um, yeah, it's also Scrivener's also got the the name generator. Have you used that? I haven't. No, it's it's, it's hidden in there. They don't really like. It's not on the top menu or anything. But um, is it good or is it really weird, obscure names? No, it's quite good. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty is it how George R R Martin names his characters? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can do obscure names like that. I think it's it's more common names. Like you can, you say English names, you want double barrel surnames, and it'll just generate like 50, 50 names. And it's it's all right. It's cool. Wow. Um, especially if you're stuck. I mean, none of the names seem to like be perfect straight away, but it would just, you know, get the ball rolling a little bit. Yeah. I'll have to investigate that. Because, yeah, I know there are... Um... A few online free courses. There are a couple of paid courses where you can find out more about using Scrivener. There's loads of tutorials on them, YouTube as well. But 
I mean, for for your basic writing, I think it, it's quite intelligent. It's very easy to just yeah. get going and start writing. And also, you might not have this issue because you did a lot of it in Word, but I always struggled a bit with the formatting in exporting into uh, EPUB files or, or Mobi files for Kindle, whereas Scrivener does all of that. It's all built into the app. Yeah. See, I've not played too much with that yet, but because I'm kind of um, a bit old school from my proofreading and, and editing days where I will just format it myself, just so I kind of have that peace of mind. I don't yet trust machines, but yeah, I, I, when we get to the end of ours, I think it'll be interesting to play about with and see yeah. what that looks like. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So Scrivener, I mean, it's key. I think it's pretty key for for everyone to use. Um, another key app that I use every day I go to this app 25 times plus every single day. It's my to-do list app. It, I, it's called To-Do. Um, it's a web app. It's spelled T-E-U-X-D-E-U-X.com. Um, it's a paid one. It's like 99 pence a month, I think. That might have changed Whoa. recently. Breaking the bank. Yeah, I think um, when I looked at it, it was. It might have been 2.99, but... Yeah. I I mean, this is just... This is more of like a general productivity app. But... um. It's, I mean, I just find it so helpful. And, and it, there's lots of to-do list apps out there, and I've used pretty much all of them. But this one, I think the fact that you can have um, your, your daily goals and you can have recurring goals, and you can also have different lists of like longer goals, longer-term goals, so for the week or for the month or for the year, and just breaking it down like that is so... It's It's been so amazing for me to to see that and to sort of take things off as a go and... and um, I, think I, I would definitely recommend it anyway. I think you're using it now, right? I used it. I've, I've not used it regularly because, I mean, you suggested it to me. And it's one of those that, I mean, I always go through productive phases where I have three or four days where I'll just <laughs> yeah. be on it with lists and I'll be on it and I'll tick through. But, um, I mean, I can contest to it being fantastic because in the short time that I did use it, I'm sure I, I'll go back to it at some point, is most to-do lists seem to only have, or the ones that I find anyway, have sort of today things, upcoming things, and then someday things. Um, and you're right. I mean, it's a primarily a web app, isn't it? It's yeah, a, a yeah. browser. There is an iOS version, but it doesn't sync very well for me, so I just use it as a web app. Yeah, I couldn't really find one that works with Android too well that, that does what the desktop version does. But no, it's got your Monday to Sunday, and you can sort of side-scroll and work through the actual calendar, and then you've got on the bottom your... Like you say, you can choose whether you want sort of um, bigger goals, long-term goals, recurring goals, and it's just a really, really nice interface. And for that price, it's really not bad at all compared to some of the things that you can pay for. Yeah, definitely. Okay, your turn. Um, I think my next one's mainly just cloud services. and you're, especially, a big, you're a big Google Docs person, aren't you? I'm a massive Google Docs person. Yeah, you're Google ma- Drive. For, you're a big doc. <laughs> I'm a massive duck. <laughs> but no, just pretty much for everything. Because I mean, from uh, the moment I, when I started taking my writing seriously, I bought a Bluetooth keyboard for a tablet that I've got. Um, and I used to kind of just take that and that, because I, I had a crap laptop at the time. It just wouldn't do what I wanted it to do. And Google Docs on that was just brilliant for going between the tablet. If I finish writing something, if I'm Wi-Fi connected, it will automatically sync with my desktop. And I could just pick up and carry and, and go on from where I left off, which was so much better than, like I say, I love Word. And mm. Word does have its cloud system, which is Microsoft, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, OneDrive? Uh, yeah, OneDrive, yeah. OneDrive, yeah. And that that works, but it's a lot slower in synchronizing. So I could say something on that and then it will be sort of 10, 15 minutes before it appears on anything else. 
Um, and yeah, it's just brilliant. I mean, not just docs itself, but the spreadsheets on there. I mean, I found a flowchart thing that we were using for some Hawk and Cleaver stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, cloud-based systems just, especially at that point where I was on my tablet a lot, doing a lot of writing while I was sort of out and about, it was, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I think um, also those, those web apps that you use to, to edit Google Docs and Google Sheets and all that kind of thing, they seem to be stripped down just to the, just to the right point where you have everything that you need. Um, so you, you're, you're completely comfortable using those, those and you don't need the full excel application or or whatever because those applications seem to take so much so much longer they're so they're so chunky to to open up they're so sluggish and stuff whereas those cloud apps just seem to be so like so quick and so easy and yeah i use google sheets every day as well for my personal financing budget stuff um but i'm gonna try and use it more i'm gonna try and use it more for like um keeping track of like word counts and stuff like that yeah that's a good way to do it i am I tend to use my docs as a lot of backup as well. And I have recently discovered that Scrivener, I can choose to um, backup to Google Drive. Yeah. So most of the stuff that I'm doing at the minute for us is getting backed up onto Google Drive as well as Dropbox. And then if I want to, I'll just, if I'm worried about losing any chunks, I'll copy and paste the entire thing just into a doc and leave it there. I have no idea how, how you would lose stuff then because it's synchronizing on two cloud-based systems, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and locally on your drive as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope. And, the, and locally on my drive, the ones we're sharing. Yeah. Which I also back up to a time machine, like a Apple Mac time machine. You're, so we, not, you're not going to lose the, the books, don't worry. We should be safe. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's my biggest fear, and I think that's probably most people's biggest fear. Yeah. I've taken it for granted now, but I mean, there was a time when, like, backing up, people didn't really take it as serious as they do. I mean, I work as a IT technician in my day job, and people are losing data all the time. It, it it, it's just ludicrous to think that like these are pictures of their kids and you say have you got a backup and they say no and just think well obviously you don't care about those pictures as much as you say you do so yeah, yeah. i don't know speaking of i need to back up my pictures <laughs> 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 it's something i keep meaning to do but yeah, yeah. i know i know i know that feels so my other my next tool is 750words.com have i told you about this before you have yeah okay i've been using this for about um, coming on like maybe seven or eight years or so now. Uh, so 750words.com. There was a book, a book a while ago called The Artist's Way. I think I think the writer's called Julia Cameron or something like that. And one of the um the the tips she says to do one of the things she says to do is to keep morning pages, which is about 750 words of just free writing every morning, just free. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season grab kleenex and face allergies head on hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You write your 750 words and it just sort of unclogs the brain. Um, it re- reminds yourself of what, what the hell's going on in the world, who you are, what you got to do. Um, maybe just brainstorm some story ideas. Maybe should maybe just brainstorm what you need to get to eat later that day, that kind of thing. And I've just found this seven hundred fifty words dot com such a brilliant way of sort of doing that. It gamifies it all, so it gives you points for the longer you do it. The more days in a row you get, it gives you badges and everything. And um, I'm on like a I missed a day earlier in the year, so I'm on like a two hundred and seventy day streak now. But my my longest one is. 570 days in a row or something like that wow that's nearly two years yeah well uh, a year and a half yeah and there's been a few days when i've just missed them by accident or i've been on holiday i've not not had a wi-fi connection or anything like that but i honestly think that any any mental clarity that i have had which is back in the day at uni i had none of like <laughs> is, is down to 750 words.com wow you say seven or eight years you've been using that I don't know if that's right. I mean, it it feels like that. I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe it's not. I don't know. I have to look into it, but yeah. it feels like a big chunk of my life now, anyway. Yeah, because I mean, the words that go on there, they don't get saved, do they? They do, but not the they're not publicly accessible. Um, you can't like share them. It's it's more for you you personally. Yeah. Um, and also the idea isn't really to to save the words. It's it's just, just to, to get them out. Yeah, exactly. I mean. People, some people use a notebook. Um, Kat's got like a little journal thing she uses in the morning. But for me, I just like to just do it on the, on the Mac. It's just easier for me. No, that's fair enough. See, I think with me, I might be a bit too precious with my words. And I find the idea of getting the motor starting is difficult. And yeah, I, I get too attached to my words. So yeah. But it's yeah. definitely something. So I know a lot of people do find that it's one of the things we do at our writing group a lot. Well, they'll start off the three-hour session with like a 15-minute exercise where you just write something. Yeah. It could be anything just to get yourself going. Yeah. I find it really helpful. I mean, it only takes about 25 minutes normally. Um, cool. Yeah, your turn, man. Uh, my next one will be um, an app for Android. I'm not sure if it's on uh, iOS. It might be called Writometer, which I think I've spoken to you have I mentioned it to you before? I don't know. It doesn't ring any bells. No? Okay. So it's basically, um, it's a word tracking app for your phone. And how it kind of works is you put your project in, <clears throat> excuse me, you put your project in. So with a clockwork, a clockwork rose, I was using it. You put in, uh, I put 70,000 words. Um, and then you set yourself <clears throat> a daily target or you say what day you'd like it completed by and it sets a target for you. Yeah. And then, it kind of runs in the background and does that. But the bit that I actually use it the most for is um, you can, there's a widget that goes on the front page, which gives you a nice little uh, yellow bar. You can just see just there. Oh, then. yeah. You have shown me that before, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. it's, I find that I'm quite a visual person. So this helps me a lot when I was getting through the first draft of this book because it was good seeing 
your actual progress on this bar because I hate yeah. there's nothing worse I think than writing and being like I don't know where I am I'm in this forest of unknowingness yeah and definitely once you see chunks of that bar just grow and grow and grow it just becomes more of a right I have to do this and you can set reminders on there so I've got a reminder you can set it for whatever time so I put it normally for around eight o'clock if I haven't hit whatever my word target is for that day it gives me a little bloop do you have this many words left to write yeah um it's just it's just a kind of an extra kick up the arse to make yeah. sure you're doing the words yeah I, I feel like all of these things we're talking about today they're all like digital or online or or on your phone or anything like that like i kind of feel like some people say that people are writing too fast nowadays they say that like more than one book a year is, is way too fast because back in the day ernest hemingway would take however many years to write a book uh Oscar Wilde would take however long. And I'm thinking, well, they didn't have Google. (laughs) They didn't have like, um, like if they needed to do any research at all, like if they they had to know how to spell a certain word, that would have to be like, you know, proofread by, like posted by mail, however long that would take uh, to some editor who's going to proofread it and then send back to him. It was a long process. Whereas we don't, we're so lucky to be in this sort of digital age. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) One of the things that <clears throat> would have been hardest is, like you say, things like research and trying to put yourself in the position of other people in that era when you don't really know much. And one of the Facebook groups I was on the other day for writing stuff, a girl posted a question which was um, <clears throat> basically about the effects of poisoning someone. And you can oh, easily, yeah, I think I saw something about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can easily now go onto Google and be, what happens if I use this chemical and it poisons someone? Whereas yeah. back then, you'd probably have to poison someone. Yeah. I remember when I was writing The Hips From Out of Space, I had to work out what would happen if you were to suddenly be in space, like what would happen to your body and your, and your physical parts. And um, back then I would have had to send someone in space, but now I can just Google it and it's, uh, it, you know, I could find out pretty easily. Yeah, so Google's one of our uh, one of our things as well. Just yeah. Google in general. Yeah. Who, who For... Whose was that? Was that yours or mine? That was mine. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Um, I've got another one I used pretty religiously but i haven't been using it as much recently but that's because i've been a bit lazy um <laughs> it's the pomodoro timer yeah I i've mean, seen that i actually looked into that um a couple of months ago but i'd be interested to see how you explain it because i didn't quite get it well there's there's lots about i mean it's the pomodoro technique the idea is that you you're struggling to concentrate on some work the idea is that you set a timer for 25 minutes and you do nothing else but that one thing, that one piece of work. And then you take a five-minute break, and then 25 minutes on, five-minute break, 25 minutes on. And um, like back when I was writing uh, the hipster books and, and that sort of thing, I'd find quite easily, especially on your Mac or your computer, you'd be writing away, and you'll quickly just go, I'll just check, I'll just check Facebook quickly. And then yeah. like, and I'm like, I'll click on a photo. <laughs> what a funny gift. And then <laughs> and then you, then you send it to this horrible chain, you go on Reddit, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for Reddit. I get lost in Reddit so much. So yeah. the Pomodoro time, it's like 25 minutes on, and then you, you put music on or drown out sound or whatever you need to do and just get into that zone for 25 minutes. And it's it's been a massive help for me. Yeah, I can see that working because I think when I when I was early on writing, I'd force myself to do that. I'd kind of sit and go, right, Facebook's not changed in the last minute, even though it tells me there's notifications. It's just someone invite me to play Candy yeah. Crush. Um, so, yeah, I've, I'd sort of put my music on and be like, right, 20 minutes of just solid writing, see how that goes. And yeah, you 
when you concentrate, you are a hell of a lot more productive than you think you are. I mean, it's well and good kind of for an hour just milling, writing a word here and there, but in so, 20 minutes you yeah. can triple that. Yeah, and it's also more fun when you when you, when you you put the focus in on the writing, you, you get more into the story. Do you know what I mean? So when you focus, it's like meditation, I think. Like the more you do it, the more the deeper you go into it. You get into your character's heads a bit more. You start feeling the the tenser moments. You, you start feeling how it will be to a reader when they read it. And I think you can sort of tell sometimes when someone's been writing something and they've sort of been peppering the words here and there, not really, you know, focused on it. Yeah. Yeah, I find that I have had a couple of occasions where, you know, I put myself in for 20 minutes, not intentionally for the Pomodoro method, but um, just thought, yeah, 20 minutes I'll get writing and I'll find an hour and a half, two hours later, my head pops up and I suddenly go, oh, I got really into that. <laughs> That's <laughs> just happened. That's That's exactly what you want. Um, yeah. Your turn. Uh, I'm going to go off digital um, and go. <laughs> I know, uh, and just say community. Um, and okay, I know we, spoke, yeah. we I know we alluded briefly to this in one of the previous podcasts, but just having people around that are interested in the same stuff that you are, that are sort of doing the same things. And obviously, for me, that's uh, the Hawk and Cleaver guys. It's mm. having people that are regularly creating similar stuff and just that you can bounce ideas off of and. Just knowing that other people are doing what you're doing mentally yeah. just pushes you so much further than thinking that you're alone and there's no one around you that understands what you're doing. Yeah, there's yeah that saying you're you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, I think that's true in in writing. Like back before I knew many people who wrote, I, I'd spend a long time writing. I, I didn't really know what I was doing, but now when you see when I know like you've written another story like super quick and it sort of makes you feel like oh i need to do that now like it's 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 possible to write that much so quickly and, and do it well yeah and that's one of the things where i started off i one of the first things i did was find this writers group that i'm a part of um here and even that it took a while to sort of integrate and get into it yeah and because you know i'd see them once a month and that wasn't really enough but once i started befriending them more and more and then talking to more people and then just going off from there. And I think also it takes a while for people to get that you're taking it seriously. Yeah. When you start off, everyone gives you that, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. um, Once you can kind of get past that barrier and keep pushing and pushing, I don't think it takes too long actually to get sucked into the whole writing thing. No, it isn't. I, um, when I first started writing, I did join a writers group, but, um, I was getting more into indie indie publishing and indie writing and that sort of thing. And I would find, I'd go to these writers groups and um, I, th- I think it's just the way I'm wired. I just wanted to get in and get writing like as quickly as possible. But everyone didn't, I think it was more of a social thing for those guys rather than a productivity thing. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't a right fit for me, that particular thing. Whereas like Hawk and Cleaver is the right fit for me. Yeah. Because you're constantly working towards something with Hawk and Cleaver. It's, it's targeted, yeah. it's specific. But yeah. I know that um, there are different types of writers group out there. The one that I'm in, it's it's that good balance between social and exercises. And I mean, the exercises we're given are about 15 minutes long. Yeah. And they, they normally allow a certain level of um, interpretation. So I will always angle it to a way that I know will benefit what I'm trying to work on now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Whereas I know some writers' groups, it's different. You turn up with something written, you read it, and then they critique it and evaluate it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's finding what works for you. But no, definitely surrounding yourself with people is 
a massive part of just pushing forward i feel yeah i was gonna say slack as one of my things but i was thinking of that one but i don't know if that's just quite specific to us and our current situation but i guess the idea is it's more community right so just being in 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 touch with your community quite regularly yeah i think it's that mix between community and project management because you can create different threads for different things and obviously we used to discuss a lot of stuff on facebook in a group that we've got but things got lost very quickly yeah whereas on slack we've got you know something for the other story something for um events something for people privately and yeah yeah all all your different projects that's just sort of neatly lined out there yeah slack is great i mean i it's one of those things that's just very quickly integrated itself into my life (laughs) as like (laughs) as like like it's almost just email do you know what i mean like it's this it's the same sort of necessity yeah i feel really guilty if because it's got um a do not disturb mode so if you are working with other people and they post something it's on my mac especially it'll pop up in a little bubble in the corner and say blah blah put a message or blah blah said something yeah and if you're in the middle of working on something it can be quite um yeah it can be quite distracting and it's got a do not disturb mode but i hate pressing it yeah because I feel like I'm missing out on something. Nah, you shouldn't feel guilty about that. Like right now, I am um, after like this <laughs> after, after ten o'clock. I try not to. I'm trying to do it like nine o'clock actually. I'm trying not to use any social media or anything because I'm trying to just enjoy the time off, like have a little break from it. Because I'm on computers all day, every day. So I'm just trying to get out of it a little bit, bit of a fresh yeah. air. But um, yeah, Slack. I guess Slack would be mine. I mean, it's it's a great. I mean a lot of writers might not need it yet maybe later on when they're they're doing a, pro- a bigger project that needs more than one person yeah yeah i'll say i think i don't you, it depends on what you're doing if you're solo probably not for everyone although it could be a good um program just to communicate with editors or with if you're an independent publisher which is kind of what we're doing it's yeah. easier to manage that way um yeah but then how often do they need to be in touch with an editor like just an email back and forth i think is yeah, it's probably yes, easier. Yeah. Um, go on, then, your turn. Cool. Um, I think I've got one more, which is... Uh, it might. I know it's not specific to me, but it might not be for everyone. But um, definitely I'm finding music is one of my biggest things. Um, and it's something that I found hard to get used to to start with because, I mean, I my study is... I get, I'm quite lucky that I have my own study to do writing in... Um, in the house but obviously home life itself can be quite distracting I can sometimes hear my child downstairs laughing or doing whatever my partner walking around doing anything it'd be be quite distracting so I will put on my headphones and I will just try and submerge myself into my own little world and I always liked the idea of listening to songs and things that will inspire me that way and found that really hard because words can be quite distracting when you're trying to write words yeah um, so I now find that I listen to a lot of soundtracks of different things and try and get the mood of what I'm writing. So when I was writing um, Sins of Smoke, I'd listen to a lot of Red Dead Redemption soundtrack. Yeah, it's a good one. Just because that's kind of like yeah. American Westy. It's very that kind of feel I was going for. I'm completely um, the same. I can't write without music now. Or I, I can, but it's, it's rare. Yeah, it's. I th- it does take a bit of getting used to, but it can definitely help you because it does block out everything else and a bit like the pomodoro thing you yeah just focus on what you need to because it's almost like the world disappears if yeah. you do it right anyway 
any anything you can use like Pomodoro or, or music, whatever, just to get you into that zone, into that flow is going to be great. I mean, um, I listen to game soundtracks pretty much all the time, but film soundtracks as well. But game soundtracks, if you think about it, they're designed to be played while someone is concentrating on something else. It's supposed to induce that sort of flow for for gamers as they're playing as they're playing the games. Um, so I find. Like oh the guy who does a our theme tune for this podcast disaster piece <laughs> is a game uh, music guy um, yeah he did the, the the Fez soundtrack and uh so if you and he did the the soundtrack to uh, it follows the horror film okay yeah wow yeah we got a, we got a good music guy <laughs> yeah yeah he's fantastic um cool I've got wait was that that was yours music okay so I've got yes. one now yeah um and then I, I think I'm pretty much done I mean I've got Dropbox but I mean. That's just the whole cloud thing, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got one more, and it's Grammarly. Have you heard of Grammarly? It rings a bell. You might not need it because you you're like a good editor's head on you. Oh, I think I know what it is. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> a very a very fine editing head. Um, whereas I've not got that so much. So Grammarly is is another web app. Um, you basically get a big chunk of text, copy and paste it into it, and it does a very quick copy edit. So it tells you if you've used um contractions wrong or you've used the wrong um you know apostrophe in the wrong place you've used the wrong there or there or there you know whichever one you need to draw <laughs> um but i find it really good i mean so it's not going to replace an editor but it's just good if i'm going to send if i do another story like a little short story i need to send it on to you guys i'll normally just pop it in there just to make sure i've not goofed anything i've not just just completely missed something yeah, and is that a free web app? Yeah, it's free. There are different versions. I think you can pay, and it will give you a more in-depth copy edit. Um, but this is just a free one, so it's just there is another one called Hemingway app. But this Grammarly, I've heard of that one. Yeah, Grammarly is. I used to use that one, but Grammarly seems to be a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I think I came across um, someone who used the paid version of Grammarly in uh, an event that was going on in town, and I think it is one. It's important to note, like you say, it's fantastic for spotting potential inconsistencies, things where you might need cleaning up sort of typos here and there. But one of the things to always be careful of is, like you say, it's never going to replace a proper editor. Um, because the guy that showed it to me, he used it on a piece of his own. He'd written quite a lot. And there were parts of it that I didn't agree that were highlighted. There were parts where, you know, some people can write different styles that are quite deliberate you could be deliberately putting in a lot of ellipses you could be deliberately slowing the pacing or whatever um and yeah i think it's important that it's good for identifying uh but yeah we can ne- never replace a true editor no i mean there's quite a few times in grammarly where it will say oh you know you've done this wrong and i'll be like that was intentional <laughs> yeah <laughs> leave me alone computer yeah like, robots are good yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's yeah. quite a good one um I think you got one more, right? This is your last one. Uh, not so much just the thing itself, but more just the attitude of um, just reiterating a little bit of what I said at the beginning about with starting, you really don't need all of this stuff. I mean, it's fantastic having, and like you say, it's brilliant to get all the word counts out and yeah. to write faster in a modern day and age. But if you're interested in starting and you think I can't do it because I don't have any of these tools, then yeah. Just pen to paper, just good old pen to paper will get you a million times further than waiting. Yeah, that's what I think I started with, a pen and a slice of paper. Yeah, a slice of paper. Yes. Do they still call it slices? I'd, I've never knew it. I didn't think I ever actually did. I just thought that was something I said. It would make sense, though. 
like a you get like a loaf of paper, which is when it comes in a in, yeah. a, in a printer stack, <laughs> a nice loaf, and you take slices. That's just yeah. Is, that, is that the actual technical term? <laughs> I, no, I don't think it is, okay. but it should be. <laughs> yeah, of course it should. Yeah, yeah, um, but no, but yeah, pen to paper because I when I started writing seriously, it was all digital, it was computer, but I still will jot down notes on paper and just because I, I think paper for me is more of a, a word vomity type of just scribble and get what's going out. Yeah. Maybe I should get back into that a bit. I mean, I used to have, I've got a big old collection of notebooks. Oh, it'd be interesting to look through those actually. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of feel like I'm on my Mac all the time anyway. So it's just, I like to have all of my tools there on online and just ready to go. But, You've earned it. You've, you put in the work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't pay for this Mac. It's a, it's a work Mac. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, man. If you you got anything else you want to let the listeners know? Listen to the other stories because it's fantastic and we've got some really exciting episodes coming up. Yeah. Also, uh, we have a Patreon page, but um, we're, we're going to rejig that soon, I think. Maybe we'll get someone on the show who could tell us what we're doing wrong. <laughs> yeah. That should them. have been my big whoop. What's that? Your... Our new sound guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Carl. Yeah. We should yeah, get Carl so... on at some point. We'll get Carl on. But yeah, um, that's that's why I'm quite excited for the other stories. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. Yeah, it should start to take a... a I mean, it's already, it's already fantastic. Yes. But amazingly, we can make it sound better. And that's what Carl's going to make us... That's what Carl's going to help us do. Yes. Yeah. Okay, man. I'm going to go. Um, cool. Oh, wait. Um, go to hawkandfever.com and sign up to the mailing list. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, right. Take care. All right, you too, man. Bye. See you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Story Studio Podcast. Still hungering for some podcast goodness? Then why not check out our other show, The Other Stories. Oh, and did you know, every time you leave us a review in the iTunes store, a puppy is born. Cute, eh? Anyway, toodle pip. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.